the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We have talked and talked and talked and yet not talked enough about the importance of local school board elections. And as we work toward Tuesday and Election Day, it's my goal here on the Bruce Hooley Show to bring you candidates that I endorse for local school board offices. We've talked with Liz Easton in Upper Arlington. We have in the Olentangy District, Jennifer Foyt and Felicia Castle in Jonathan Alder, Sonia Walker and Erica Detweiler. We'll get to some of the other districts, but I want to introduce you today to another candidate in Dublin, Diana Rigby. And Diana was just one of eight people running for school board and not really in terms of the local media coverage standing out from the crowd until yesterday when Channel 10 decided to uh, do its uh, atonement to the woke brigade for running a story last week on, quoting, five Upper Arlington High School students who object to the transgender bathrooms at UA, which, by the way, are against state building code. Uh, That story's been scrubbed from their website, but they can't run enough stories on what they ran yesterday, which is a story about Diana Rigby and Sherry Stryker, two candidates in Dublin who I support, who have someone who contributed heavily to their campaign. So let's bring Diana Rigby onto the show. Diana, thanks for your time this morning. What's your last day been like since Channel 10 decided to uh, target you with that story? Well, thank you for having me on, Bruce. Actually, it's been very supportive. We have had, from the very beginning of this campaign, we've had a groundswell of support of not only parents of school-age children, but parents of children who have graduated, community members with no children, grandparents, and the volunteer hours is remarkable that we have had in terms of canvassing and sign placement and helping with meet and greets and just helping to get the word out. So obviously, you know, any campaign requires money to run it successfully, and we have asked for donations, and, you know, there are plenty of people in the community who are engaged and inspired by this school board race, and they have donated to our campaign. So uh, this is interesting. I think a lot of people just believe that school board races in big districts like Olentangy, Dublin, Hilliard are you know, I uh, have kids in the system, I run, I get my friends to vote for me, I talk about, you know, what I'm going to do in the system, and, and that's it. It's simple, it's nice, there's no campaign money even needed. I will just tell my audience that when I attended an Olentangy Candidates Forum, there was uh, the viewpoint expressed that, look, the people who are on the board are well-financed, the people who want to be on the board are well-financed, and if you don't raise a certain amount of money, you don't have any chance of getting elected. So uh, this story by Channel 10 that targets you and Sherry Stryker, a candidate who I think you would be ideologically aligned with, they make a lot about you getting each donations of $10,000 from someone in Dublin named Darby Eberhardt. Now, you have to file campaign finance reports, am I correct? Are you accused of anything that is illegal, Diana, you or Sherry? 
That's correct. You do have to file campaign finance reports, and no, we are not doing anything illegal. There is no limit to the amount that a parent can spend. And just to get back to what you had mentioned, this is a very big race. Our school district, Dublin, is unique in that it spans three counties. It's a very large school district. And just like you said, any campaign, especially of an unknown person, you need to raise funds and awareness about your campaign. Yeah, I don't think we want to get into a situation, uh, people, in Ohio where candidates have to self-fund school board campaigns because yard signs, the money that it takes to get your name out there is expensive. If you only want, and in a society where the left is always demonizing people who are wealthy, I don't think we want to get to a situation where only people who can self-finance campaigns are able to run for something as uh, consequential as school board. So I have no problem with people giving to your campaign. What I see here, Diana, is, and this is just my own assessment of it, you can give me yours, is that there are other candidates in the Dublin district who uh, have not been as successful at fundraising, perhaps don't have as passionate a backing as you do from a lot of parents, don't have someone, and I don't know Darby Everhart at all, I don't even know if Darby's a man or a woman, and it doesn't matter to me, they clearly, <laughs> they clearly believe in you, believe in Sherry Stryker as a candidate, believe the positions that you've articulated to them, and they want to donate to your campaign. It's not in violation of any law. And my guess is if Lynn May or Lindsey Gills, Gillis or uh, the other candidates could raise $10,000 from somebody, they would absolutely positively do that and have no problem doing it. I couldn't agree more. And I will just, yes, we have had a contribution from Darby Everhard, but we've also had multiple other contributions. So this, it truly is a grassroots effort of a lot of parents and grandparents and community members who are involved and engaged, and that's how they want to show their level of support. And, and getting back to Darby Everhart, Darby Everhart and her husband have always been very involved in the community. They have three kids currently in Dublin schools, and you know, showing their support financially is not a new thing for them, and, it, and they have done it for years in various ways. That's truly just how they look at being able to contribute. They feel fortunate to be in a position to do so, and no one has ever questioned it before. That's the ironic thing. Okay, we're talking with Diana Rigby. She's a candidate for the uh, Board of Education in Dublin. Uh, she would be someone I would vote for if I were a Dublin resident. I would vote for Sherry Stryker. I would not vote for any of the incumbents who are running, uh, if in fact there are any incumbents running, because uh, they hired John Marshausen from Hilliard as their superintendent. I've told you guys before about John Marshausen's videos on uh, Zoom from when he was the Hilliard superintendent, basically uh, dismissing parents. He's someone who is, as many superintendents are, very skilled at telling concerned parents what they want to hear and then going on about his woke agenda at his pleasure and at the pleasure of the teachers' unions who no doubt uh, order him around. So, Diana, I just want to uh, talk about now what positions you hold that uh, would lead to you and Sherry being able to inspire people who have the means to give to your campaign, to give to your campaign so generously. They clearly want you on the board. And to me, the fact that this has become a story on Channel 10 and they're trying to use it against you shows me that there are some people in Dublin who are very, very worried about you guys getting on the board. Why would they be concerned about that? Well, I mean, that's a great question. I, we are so divided, as you know. As a community, we're very divided. And I think sometimes people just take that political divide, and that's all they need. And they run with it, and they don't want to get to know the person at all. And that's certainly been the case. But I can tell you what I bring to the board is 
is a perspective. I have two sons who recently have graduated from Dublin. They both have taken very different pathways upon graduation. And I think it's just crucial to these children that they understand that, yes, Dublin provides a world-class education. And for that, you know, parents move from all over to, to send their kids to Dublin schools. It's fantastic. But the, you know, the other side to that that I really want to explore is how do we help these kids find their lane? Because not every child is going to be a 36 ACT, a 1600 SAT kind of kid. I would like to see Dublin work toward finding the pathways that work for each individual student. That's really what I'm in this race for. I'm in it for the students first. I'm not in it to bring politics into the classroom. There's plenty of that going on already, and parents are upset about it. And I'm in it to bring a voice to our parents. As you know, we are getting shut out of these meetings. We are being labeled as domestic terrorists for wanting a say in our kids' education, and I think that is completely wrong. Parents have a right and a role in their child's education, and that cannot be silenced. You know, if that makes me villain number one, then I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Diana Rigby, Dublin school board candidate, our guest. She and Sherry Stryker are the candidates that I would endorse in that election coming up on Tuesday. And so many people think that, oh, you only endorse, uh, Bruce, candidates who are first and foremost concerned with CRT or first and foremost concerned with social-emotional learning. I support candidates who are first and foremost concerned with what school's always been supposed to be about, education. And I don't think that CRT and I don't think social-emotional learning and uh, comprehensive sex education further the best kind of education. But I don't require anybody to jump through a hoop and say my first item of agenda is CRT or anything like that. I care about people who, you said it, the key word to me was, you want to be accountable to parents as a school board member. And this to me is the dividing line, Diana, when I hear boards, whether it's in Virginia, whether it's across the country, whether it's right here at home, there are local candidates who just say, you know, kind of we're the professionals and the superintendent's in charge and we want to do what he wants and we're going to support him. And the the candidates that I support are candidates who support teachers, but they're also candidates who want to be awake and aware and available to parents. And I think that describes you. It describes Sherry. It describes the other candidates that I have spoken with. So what is your passion about being a board member and what motivated you to run for the board? Well, you know, like most parents, during COVID, and we got a glimpse, really a firsthand glimpse of what our students were learning. Some of it was concerning to me because I felt that some of the material was inappropriate. Some of it had a political bias to it or some kind of slant from the teacher, which, like you said, in Dublin, we have fantastic teachers, and this is not a full-scale problem that we have. But when certain things kind of pique your awareness as a, as a parent, and then you become more involved in what students are learning, then you start to say, well, this seems like a shift. Something is happening here. You know, my eyes were opened, and I'm, I've always been very passionate about education. I have a son on a 504 plan. I've always been his advocate. And honestly, I just was talking about it so much during COVID that my middle son said to me, my gosh, Mom, please stop talking about it. <laughs> you know, unless you want to do something about it, just please stop talking. We get it. So I went to bed that night and I thought, you know, when I have three boys, my goal as a parent, like any parent, is to raise them to be passionate and convicted in whatever they decide to do. And sometimes that requires that you get out of your comfort zone and you do something a little bit differently and something you're not used to doing. And that certainly speaks for me with this campaign. But so I just ultimately wanted to be an example to my kids. But if, if you want something and you're passionate about it, you, you need to do the work to go after it. 
Well, my assessment of listening to you, Diana Rigby, uh, is that the reaction I'm going to get from listeners is much like the same reaction I got when I introduced them to Jennifer Foyt, and that is people saying, you know, I expected somebody to come on and uh, really be quite bold, quite boisterous in their protests against some of the things that permeate the news headlines. But instead, what I heard was a really rational, really passionate, really caring mom who just wants to get in there and wants to do great things for the district and all kids in the district, not just her own. That's my assessment of you. That's my assessment of a lot of the candidates, all all the candidates I support. And I just would like to give you an opportunity to tell people where they can go website-wise or otherwise, candidate forum-wise or otherwise, to get to know you better, to get to know Sherry Stryker better, and to find out that um, these are people that I think they'll be very comfortable entrusting their children to as school board members in Dublin. Yes, I appreciate that very much. And just just to um, cap off on what you said, I am surrounded by a team of talented, smart, and motivated moms and one dad, but just a fantastic group of women who just I think the world of, and I wouldn't be where I am in this race without them. So to support us, you can go to Diana Rigby, the number four Dublin School Board. That's my website. So Diana Rigby, the number four Dublin School Board. And we also have a Facebook page, Diana Rigby for Dublin School Board as well. Very good. Diana Rigby, the number four Dublin School Board, and is it .com? Yes. Okay. Very good. Diana, it's uh, been a pleasure getting to know you. I applaud you for doing what you said, stepping out of your comfort zone, not just being someone who complains, but someone who volunteers, somebody who wants to serve. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best in this race. I applaud you for your hard work and for your heart for kids. And I certainly hope that uh, Tuesday night when I text you, I'll find out that you and Sherry Stryker uh, are the newest members of the Dublin School Board. Thank you so much, Bruce. It's, it's truly been an honor. I listen to your show all the time, and I'm just, I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Thank you very much. So I want to thank Diana Rigby for visiting with us. I hope you enjoyed getting to know her and seeing what's behind uh, this effort to paint her agenda that resonates, her uh, mission, better word, that that resonates with Dublin residents and prompts them to give a generous donation. Nobody's disputing that a $10,000 donation to a campaign is generous, but it came from a private citizen. And I didn't hear a lot of Democrats, a lot of leftists complaining when Mark Zuckerberg invested $412 million under two umbrella organizations to get out the vote in the fall and get Joe Biden elected president. I didn't hear a lot of objections to that. So Mark Zuckerberg and his umbrella organizations can spend $412 million, which is like within $20 million of what the entire federal government spent to get out the vote. But a private citizen in Dublin who has donated to Dublin causes before decides, you know, I like these two candidates, Sherry Stryker and Diana Rigby. I want to support them. They care about students. They care about parents' accountability. They care about teachers. They're not wild about some of the administrative initiatives going on. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how our election system works. Do you want only super wealthy people to be able to finance their own campaigns? It's expensive to run for even local office. It is. You need mailers. You're an unknown. You're a, you're a, you're a mom. You want everybody in the district to know your name and your positions on the issues. And you got three counties in a big district with three high schools and 
innumerable elementary and middle schools, and you want to get the word out to everybody, this is who I am, this is what I stand for, it takes money. It takes money. And it's not comfortable asking for that money. And you find somebody who wants to take the financial burden away and give you more time to go out and actually engage with people, I don't think that's a bad thing. I guarantee it wouldn't be a bad thing if the incumbents got that check or if the people who were all in with John Marshausen and the teachers' union's crazy indoctrination of our kids, it wouldn't be bad if they got it, but it's just bad because uh, the people who want to get in there and make the board accountable to parents, oh, we can't, we can't have that. So I support Diana Rigby. Look, Dublin's a great place to live. I did a story years ago for the Memorial Tournament program on the city of Dublin and how it came to be. Those of you who went to school when I did in the 80s at Ohio State, you remember when you'd go around 270, you'd get off at Sawmill Road exit at 270. There was nothing between the Sawmill 270 exit and Bethel and Sawmill Road except the Ohio State University farm out there at Don Scott Field. That was it. Now look at all the retail out there. Look at downtown Dublin. It used to be the pizza shop on the corner. That was it. Memorial Tournament fostered all kinds of growth out there. A lot of companies located at Dublin, and Dublin has become, according to a recent survey by WalletHub, the best small city to live in in Ohio. Dublin ranked in the 99th percentile and represents the top 1% of small cities in America, coming in at number 10 overall on the list. Now, where do you think it's going to rank if its schools go the route of Loudoun County, Virginia? More importantly, Dublin property owner, what do you think is going to happen to your property values out there at Tartan Fields or in the developments near Jerome High School? Or at Muirfield, what do you think is going to happen to those property values if your school starts to plummet in the state's academic ratings like Upper Arlington schools have plummeted under the disastrous leadership of Paul Imhoff, who thinks it's a good idea to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars fighting his own citizens and imperiling the safety of most of his students by making them use the same bathroom, men and women, boys and girls. Not going to go well. So that's why I support candidates who are student education oriented first candidates. Now, Joe Biden just left the podium, turning his back on America, literally and figuratively, once again, announcing a big nothing burger for lunch. Yeah. Came out, going to talk about his Build Back Better agenda before he flies off to Glasgow to talk about climate change, where a bunch of other creepy green-oriented world leaders will be. Biden was again whispering, pay your fair share, pay your fair share. It's like a creepy Halloween slasher movie with Joe Biden as the guy who wants to get his hand in the pockets of American corporations. And you're going, well, what's wrong with that, Bruce? They should pay more taxes. He, Joe Biden says the top 50 corporations... Paid no income tax. Is that true? Yes, but it's also good. I'll tell you why next.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.